Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Whenever you're listening to this, this is Peter Adney from YHH offering a little preface to the interview that you're hopefully about to listen to. We caught up with Connor Clark, a longtime coach in the Minneapolis Youth Hockey Association in honor of Hockey Day Minnesota 2020 being played at Parade Stadium. And we talked about one of the best youth teams in Minneapolis Association history, the 2014-2015 PWA team that Connor had the pleasure of coaching. The team finished second in state and won over 50 games, a truly wonderful collection of young men, who many of whom will be playing in the high school games on Saturday. This interview is brought to you by Lots of Matzah's Brew Pub Pizza. Half pound of cheese on that pizza. If you're looking for an easy, comforting, warm meal during these cold winter months, check out Lots of Matzah. Thank you for joining us whenever, and enjoy the interview. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring All right, recorder's on. You officially can't sue me for anything. Done deal. (laughs) So, Connor, how long have you been coaching in the Minneapolis Association? This is my 10th year. This is your 10th year. You don't look old enough to have been coaching for 10 years at one association. (laughs) So, as as someone who's been with the program for a decade, what does Hockey Day mean for you? Are you excited for it? Oh, man. It's our day in the sun. It's awesome. Um, There was just a a Star Trib um, article that I was reading through and, you know, quoted a couple of guys that have kind of come through. Um, programs that I've been blessed to be involved with the, over, over the last couple of years, and clearly the players see it the same way. I mean, um, I think Joe Dietzik described it as like a, a mixture of a wedding and the Stanley Cup all in one. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really special, and if you've had any time to get over to the actual venue yet, I mean, it, everything's really coming together beautifully, and there were some aerial shots that were just taken and distributed yesterday, I think. It, it looks beautiful right now it so. looks beautiful well, yeah. it, that's nice because hockey day always feels like it goes to a smaller town and mm-hmm. it shines light on a smaller town but i mean minneapolis hasn't gotten a ton of hockey attention over the last however many years so it's nice to see that one of the city teams gets uh gets a little bit of the limelight you coached a peewee team in 2014 2015 that's arguably minneapolis's best youth team um certainly of the last decade or so uh, you had however many kids that have made verbal Division One commitments. Those players are now seniors in high school this year. Mm-hmm. One of them will be, a few of them will be playing on Saturday. What's that going to be like for you to watch kids that you dealt with when they were at such a, a, a seminal age, like 12 or 13, to be on TV and be on Fox Sports? Well, it, it's going to be really cool. Now, you know, every one of these players I've been following since they left the PB program, um, so it's always fun to watch them play, whether it's at St. Louis Park or Blake or Parade. Um, but getting, you know, the, the Blake kids out on the, uh, the Hockey Day Minnesota ice and the Minneapolis kids out on the Hockey Day Minnesota ice is going to be super special. Um, the only guy from, from that team that's currently playing for Minneapolis is Ben Murray, and um, he's one of the, the kind of glue factors for that team. So he's it's going to be really fun to watch him go out and try to – bring his team together to bring an effort against a very, very good war road team. Um, the Blake team has quite a bit more concentrated talent from that 2014, 15 team. 
Um, and I'm looking forward to watching them kick butt against Blaine. <laughs> so that, that group's been good for a long, long time. During the tryout process before the 2014-15 season, was there a point where you and the coaching staff knew just how good this team could be? I mean, they won 56 games, finished second in state. Yeah, you know, the, the thing is, we, we knew that it was going to be a special group um, before tryouts even began. We had eight guys returning from the season before. Um, and as first-year PBAAs, <clears throat> excuse me, um, every one of them was uh, an active contributor to that mm-hmm. team's success. And, yeah. I mean, that team wasn't amazing, but, you know, I think we, we had, like, a 750 record, and we were composed of largely first-year players. So, you know, we knew that that nucleus was going to be special. Um, there wasn't a huge amount of room on the roster to fill out on top of that. But then, you know, if you kind of trace that group back just two years before that, they were together as a squirt A team. And when they went up to Fargo, they advanced all the way through to the, uh, oh, the championship the big, game. the big international team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we, we actually kind of took that as an opportunity to try to create an optimal coaching staff. So, you know, I, I kind of kept the guys around me that I had been with the preceding three years. Um, but then we actually um, asked their former scored A coach to join our staff because he had kind of been very instrumental in, in their mm-hmm. development process, knew all the kids, knew all their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. I mean, from, there's a comfort level there with, totally. between the kids and the coach. Totally. So, yeah, we had Ryan Freeland kind of jump on our staff and we felt like, um, you know, from a skater standpoint, we were going to be locked and loaded. The big unknown, frankly, was um, our goaltending. And mm-hmm. we certainly had um, some very, very good options. Um, current Blake goalie Axel Reed was, you know, in, in our system and was working through the ranks. And he was young, but he was very athletic, very talented. Mm-hmm. But um, we were extremely blessed when Kieran Morioka um, serendipitously moved back from Canada right into Minneapolis. <laughs> and, you know, we saw him in trials and we're like, oh my Whoa. gosh, this is, this is the guy. Yeah. Um, this completes it and we're going to be rolling from the get go. And he's now at Shattuck St. Mary's. So yep. he, he won't be playing on Saturday, but he won't be, but Axel should be in net for, for, for Blake, Blake. Yep. barring an injury that I don't know about or, or an illness that we don't know about. No, he'll be, he'll be there. So it, at a program like in Edina, where you go to state every year, it becomes kind of the norm and the expectation. But at a program like Minneapolis that hadn't experienced a lot of success, what was the buzz like in the association around that group? Was everybody well, pretty protective? That, that's that you, you point out uh, something, you know, important there. I mean, Minneapolis is where my heart is. But if I'm being honest, we're not a perennial powerhouse, right? No. Um, and haven't been since the 70s, really. So um, any team that advances beyond a, a district level tournament kind of catches the eye of, of other um, teams in the association and the administration in the association. So, um, I mean, the, the level of support that we were feeling kind of across our community began early on. So, I mean, we started our year up in Moorhead and um, fell in, in the second round to a very good Edina team. But ultimately, you know, had a very good showing up there. I think that kind of kind of caught wind in the association, and mm-hmm. um, you know, we started seeing um, P- our PWB ones come to our games. We started seeing younger guys, some squirt guys, come to our games. Parents, of course, accompanying them. And by the time we were lucky enough to be playing in Woodbury in the state tournament, um, the, the one of the most memorable 
uh, experiences of that season was looking in the stands during the warm-ups of the state championship game and seeing the entire stands filled with purple and orange jackets and jerseys, awesome. and it was truly unbelievable. So I, I think people get this misconception about the Minneapolis Association that, well, you're in Minneapolis. There's 400,000 people. How do you not you know, have a ton of fans and have a ton of continuity? But Minneapolis, the association, truly operates like a small-town association. Everybody's really close. And the alumni come back and they want to see the teams play. Were there any moments across the course of the season where a former player came back and, you know, gave kudos to the coaching staff or wanted to see the team? Uh, you know, not that I not that I recall. Really? Um, I'm Interesting. I'm trying to – the uh, – the, a former player um, who did come back a couple times, Jake Hale came back a couple times and – Popped into a couple of our practices. He was a he was a bantam at that point, mm-hmm. um, but he again was a leader on the uh, the team the year before when we had this nucleus of eight first year players that served as as a huge core for us in the 2014-15 season. So he had a pretty close relationship with a lot of those guys and came back to some of our practices and just made sure that the guys were doing well and that you know they were feeling the love because they were finding all sorts of success all over the place. Right. So th- there weren't any, you know, uh, older people coming in saying, back in my day when I played at Riverside Park? Uh, you know, w- we got that a little bit more, you know, at, at out-of-town tournaments. You, okay. you, al- you always run into um, people with nostalgic memories, right. you know, across the state. And um, sometimes there were, it was from the Minneapolis side of things, or sometimes it was people reflecting on their experiences playing against Minneapolis. But again, mm-hmm. like you said, you know, as, as um, a, a, a team or an association that's not a perennial powerhouse, there there is that um, the the old timers, I'll call them, would always <laughs> reflect on, you know. Uh, with, with respect, of with, course. With our, respect, of course. To our senior citizens. Um, <laughs> right. Um, they would reflect on the, the, you know, the Southwest and the Roosevelt's Minneapolis West, you know, b- back in the seventies and the, the, the strength of those programs and how it's sad that, you know, there doesn't seem to be that same type of strength. Um, and that this, this group seems to be a resurrection of the whole deal. <laughs> um, was there any it, pressure that came along with that? I, I wouldn't say pressure. I mean, okay. the, 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 one of the most special things about that group was, there wasn't a single guy on that team who you'd have to kick in the butt to get to work hard. Mm. It was um, that, and that was super special. They they came every day expecting success, willing to go earn it, and you know holding themselves to the highest possible standards. Um, and that's why I mean you see them now. They yeah. they're highly successful in high school programs because they're self motivated and. That took a lot of, you know, any possible pressure off. I mean, we we knew at the beginning of the season, and we were very frank with parents, and parents were very frank with us. They were like, state state championship game is where we want to be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yep, that's exactly where we're looking to. You set the bar, and you let the kids they, meet the, the bar. The, the kids set the bar. You know? okay. I mean, they, they, they were a special group. They knew what they had in them. Um, we – and they were self-motivated, uh, self-motivated enough where we were able to just, frankly, put them in the driver's seat. Mm. Was the team popular enough in Minneapolis to garner any sort of attention from outside that little circle around parade? Was there any uh, any outside support from the from the community? Um, well, you know, outside the, the hockey community, I guess. I guess none that I'm specifically aware of, and in, in largely because you know, once you get into the melee of the season, you're you know, all your attention's right. on the, this group that you're responsible for, and so my lens outward is pretty minimal <laughs> most of the time. 
Um, but again, you know, I, I go back to, you know, the, when we had home games, I mean, even, even if we had games at Mariucci, um, we would be getting fans from other teams that, you know, made, made the time. And if they had a day off, instead of enjoying their day off and away from the rank, they were They'd coming come to watch, watch, watch this special group of kids kind of move the puck around and figure out how to win games. Is that emotional for the coaching staff to, because youth coaches, operate and they feel you just said that like your zoom is on you're so insular the only thing that you have going on is the guys in the locker room but to be coaching a game and diagramming a power player what have you and you look up there's just people all over the place there to watch your kids it i don't emotional sure i special a little it bit was, it was okay. super special and and again i mean um hockey's something that is is whether it's given me or enhanced everything that I really value in life, it is something that is super important to me. Um, and I'm certainly not perfect, maybe not even good at this, but like my whole <laughs> philosophy is just share what that means to me with, with the guys that, that I, you know, come into contact with. Um, and so that, that added support, that demonstration of we've got your back, we're celebrating along with you. Um, this is your success is our success. It was just, um, it was flattering. It was cool. It's something that, you know, in Minneapolis only happens when there is some accelerated level of success and we don't have that all the time. So, mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was a unique experience. So that makes it even more special. The fact that you might, sure. might not have it all the time. For sure. Uh, any, any other fun memories that you want to share with us in, in connection with Minnesota or Minneapolis Association in connection yeah, to Hockey Day at all? So many. Um, I'll try to limit myself here. I mean, um, <laughs> You don't have to limit yourself. We have so much room on this memory chip right okay, now. Okay, okay. Well, go, let, let's let go to it. town. I have a coffee here. We're good. All right, all right. So the, uh, the tournament, the tournament that was um, most special to me was at the end kind of kind of a preface for state tournament type matchups mm -hmm. um, when we were in White Bear Lake at the Moose Goheen, um, and I mean you look at that was you know one of those Big Four tournaments where you know just like in the big everybody Pumpkin, everybody shows up everybody shows up teams that are kind of most likely to be there at the end kind of just pitting it out against one another in, mm -hmm. in a, a pre playoff tournament um, and you know we had super close matchups with um, Edina. And I, Edina didn't make the state tournament this year, but that was not for the, uh, any lack of being a skilled team. Um, I mean, we t lost to them in a, in a shootout up in Moorhead, um, tied them at Parade South 3-3 three to three just like two weeks later, squeaked out a tight game against them at their barn at Braemar, um, and then we ran into him in the championship game of the Moose Goheen tournament. And, you know, those those types of games were exactly what we wanted for these kids. They were highly competitive, back-and-forth action all the time. And um, we came back late to tie the game and went into overtime. And, you know, when I said, you know, we put the kids in the driver's seat, we had a minute to collect ourselves um, in between regulation and OT. And – you know, we looked at the guys and 
you know, we, we selected, you know, who was going to lead the charge, mm-hmm. but we didn't have to diagram anything, talk to them about philosophies that, you know, should be upheld or any, any, ta- we really didn't have to go through any tactical stuff. These kids already knew and they knew that they were going to go end that game in about 20 seconds. And sure wow. enough, Gavin Best and Will Mortensen and Joe Miller, you know, tink, 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 pass the puck down the <laughs> ice and a nice little beautiful triangle, tap it in and game was over. Um, so again, I mean, the, the, the kids were just just amazing. So I mean that was a that was an incredible tournament experience. But another one on the other side of things that was fairly interesting was um, earlier in the season we were in the Stillwater Lumberjack Cup and um, maybe maybe the week before it was an early morning weekend game. We had just gone to Rosemount, who was holding the number one ranking mm-hmm. at that time, and. Um, we went and beat them at their barn, and, you know, we kind of flip-flopped roles. I think we, we went from number two to number one. They went from number one to number two, something like that. And the next week we're uh, in Stillwater and um, starting the Lumberjack <laughs> Cup tournament. And our first matchup was against Forest Lake, who at the time um, was, re- I mean, really struggling to find any wins ever. Yeah. I mean, and they, they had, they put together some really, really impressive wins throughout the course of the season. But in terms of, you know, if you're just looking at things on paper, statistically, they were probably the lowest rated team in the state mm-hmm. um, versus, you know, the highest rated team in the state statistically at that you know moment in time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we learned a really important lesson that day in terms of taking every opportunity seriously. And I mean, we went out, went down three goals to him and started playing a little bit after that. But when the final buzzer sounded, it was Forest Lake three, <laughs> Minneapolis two. And, um, I mean, one, super disappointing in terms of, you know, what, what our team was capable of and how that performance went. Sure. But the special thing was, you know, just scanning over to my right, looking at the Forest Lake bench, um, not a whole lot different than the the scene that's reenacted in Miracle, you know, when when the final <laughs> buzzer goes off against uh, against Russia. So I mean, it was really cool to see um, a, a team work super hard to you know find a, a huge win um, and kind of rally with each other to to earn it. Um, and then you know on the other side of things, that was a lesson that for our group of kids, um, maybe we. You always hope you don't need that lesson, but mm-hmm. you know it can, kind of came. Sometimes at the right it time helps, though. Especially and sometimes it helps, yeah, right? And especially so, when it's not you know a knockout game or something. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it it was it was an experience where I, I th- we ended up winning that tournament. Um, fortunately, because it, the first round was pool play, and we were able to kind of squeak through wins and win on goal differential yeah. type stuff. But I mean, we put ourselves in a position where our backs were against the wall, and mm-hmm. we had to we had to make sure that we took every opportunity seriously from there. And, and you can just look at the, these kids and the record that they put together. I'd say that they did a pretty darn good job of doing that. Right. I'd, we, we won't belabor the point on, on losses, obviously, but you go to the state title game against a really, really good prior Lake team. You run mm-hmm. into a, a super hot goalie and you look up in the stands and you said all the, it's blue and orange all over the place. Uh, purple, orange, blue and yellow and, everywhere. And unfortunately you come up short three to two. What was, what were those moments right after the buzzer kind of like, was there a, a wave of initial disappointment and then just a wave of appreciation? Well, yeah. So a huge mix of emotions. Right. And so <clears throat> for context, these kids, again, 
um, as Squirts went to Fargo, advanced all the way to the championship game and put up a really, really reasonable um, performance against an undefeated Rosemount team and lost in, you know, it, it, it in fairly similar fashion. I think if I recall correctly, there there was a moment where it, they believed, the, these Minneapolis kids believed they had tied the game up, goal got called off because someone was in the crease. <laughs> and then, you know, so they, there was – I don't want to use the word festering, but they, you know, no one on that team forgot about that experience. Yeah. You know, they, they made it to the end of the road and fell off. And, and so they, they were looking forward to that peewee experience and kind of doing the same thing and, and making sure they came out on the right side. So, I mean, we started off that game up two nothing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, in the first period we go up two nothing and, and there were some little weird things that happened. We ended up Quirks um, of the game. Yeah, the quirks <laughs> of the game, right? I mean, Mackie Zabinski was out. He got injured in, in the regional tournament um, and wasn't able to participate in the state tournament. Um, mm-hmm. So we were down. We were kind of dealing with some funky numbers. We were running two centers at the time, one of whom ended up taking a 10-minute <laughs> penalty. And so, we were, I mean, we were just kind of shuffling things around. We, and As coaches, we probably didn't do a good job of making sure that we were providing the, the a, a nice uh, level of continuity for the – athletes that were able to compete but you know the, again um the when we come back to the final buzzer so i mean we we went down three two kind of early in the third period and the the rest of it i mean the moments were you know just missed the net by this much this just by this much so i mean when the final buzzer went i mean i i remember this vividly um the guys on the ice um immediately went and hugged Kieran over mm-hmm. in his net. Um, the guys who were on the bench kind of did the same thing. And so I, you know, got off uh, the bench and walked immediately over to the guys and certainly it was high level of emotion, some tears running oh, down Oh, totally understandable. And, you know, Absolutely. Um, the only thing I could find in my heart to say was, guys, I'm so proud of you. Um, and, you know, yeah, losing games does not feel good and losing <laughs> big ones hurts even more. Um, but I, you know, I, I would imagine that when push comes to shove, um, I would hope that all those kids remember how much success that they earned themselves, um, and, and together and whether they went home with the gold medal or not, they were truly a remarkable group. Yeah, and I, I can't remember if this is a Chinese or Japanese philosophy, but bringing honor to your family mm-hmm. or honor to your house, sure. your team certainly brought honor to a Minneapolis association. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that doesn't get to that stage all the time. Right. So to to watch your players represent a city team on that big of a stage, mm-hmm. that that had to be a, an incredible feeling for, for you and the coaching staff and for the parents. Oh, it was amazing. Um, <laughs> you know, it, I, I think this is a good thing, but, um, you know, it, it it took us a while to get out of the locker room. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were, we were all consoling one another. and um, But when, when we did, um, you know, I, I went out with the coaches and – our, our team manager for three years at that point had been Bill Miller, Joe Miller's father. And um, he just, he always did an incredible job investing endless uh, efforts to make sure that our competition schedule was optimized, that the kids were all taken care of. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, you know, it was just an opportunity to go chat with Bill and, you know, so what do you think? And he's like, well, you know, this is exactly where we wanted to be. And <laughs> we almost did it. And, you know, well, well, well these kids will, you know, they'll survive. And, you know, as he said that, um, a couple of the guys, I think it was Joe Miller, Landon Peterson, and, and Gavin Best, and, and Will Mortensen came out all together 
with a soccer ball, and they were just <laughs> out in the parking lot kicking a soccer ball around. I was like, yep, moving on. We're like, over it. You were over it, and, and they were able to move forward. So, um, you know, kudos to them for letting letting the the moment pass, let it, giving themselves a moment to uh, to feel it and then move move past it because that's you know that's how you keep moving forward in, in your developmental process and what was the lobby like after that game where there's parents and Everywhere. people just standing around <laughs> you, you, you you couldn't even get yeah. to your car because there's so many people probably no I, yeah i mean it was um wave of support right and um there were some interesting dynamics of that you know one of the first people that i personally came across and was able to stop and chat with was um, Alex Bisbee, who at the time was our, our Banamay coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also was my Wee and Bantam coach when I was playing oh, wow. for Southwest. Um, so, and so, you know, like the, again, technically he had no vested interest, but he shut the office down, came over to watch us at Woodbury <laughs> and was, you know, right there to, you know, get, give everyone a big hug as they walked out. Um, so again, that that kind of speaks to the types of support that the community at large brought, um, as this group of kids just kind of went about their natural course of business and of finding success everywhere they went. So as a as a Minneapolis, a product of the Minneapolis Youth Association, what's it what's it like watching Hockey Day coming to Minneapolis? It, how would eleven year old Connor Clark feel? about all the Fox Sports North cameras on parade, all the all the hullabaloo going on over at uh, over at the stadium. Uh I I 11-year-old me would be shell-shocked for sure. Um <laughs> the uh and especially I mean when I was growing up in the program, it was still Washburn Southwest South and Edison, you know, mm-hmm. each had its own discrete program. And they each had um, multiple teams too. Yeah, There's- yes, exactly. So um the uh, and and for better or for worse, none of us were relevant ever. <laughs> so, um, at least at my age, we had we a, had we a had greater a, appreciation uh, for well and th- for that season. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, I I bet um, you know if I'm comparing my Southwest youth experience to this 2014-15 Pee Wee AA Storm team that we're we've been talking about, I bet that team collected more wins in that one season than I did in my entire youth hockey career. <laughs> um, so you know, watching um, a place that I grew up. I mean, I since I was five, I've probably spent about a quarter of my life at Parade and watching it. <laughs> you know, be the center of attention um, for this this really cool. Um, an upcoming tradition of Hockey Day Minnesota is um, is beyond special. All right. Well, that's awesome. Connor, thank you for coming in, brother. My pleasure. We appreciate you. We'll, uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Probably run around TV with a, with a big jersey on. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, bud. Thank you.